0: and I am your host of A Pin and a Napkin Podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome back to The Coaching Staff, episode number 28. Tony, famous jersey number 28. I'm going to give you a hint. Soccer player. Huh.
1: 28 soccer player.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Still active, but barely.
1: Still active? Yes. Let's go with... Cristiano
0: Ronaldo. Nardog nailed it. Well well done, Mr. Viss. Well, well done. It was
1: either going to be him or
0: Messi. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the only two that you know?
1: Uh, I know a few more than that, but yeah. but yeah. Yeah,
0: Messi's 10,
1: isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. because yeah.
0: yeah. 10's like the number that that's everybody That's what Pele wants. wore, right? What's that? That's what Pele wore, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, yep, that's what the greats wear is 10.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... Um, yeah, so the, the Cristiano Ronaldo episode here. Uh, and this week, Tony and I are going to start talking about, or this week, we're going to talk about uh, how you need to prepare for your offseason, kind of wrapping up your, your 22 23 season and stuff that you should look at, uh, into and what you should be doing if your season is over. Or in the case of most folks, even if you've qualified for the state tournament, uh, you know, you're going to be done here in the next week or two. And so these are things that you need to, to, to start thinking about. Uh, before we get into it today, I just wanted to give folks a bit of a heads up. We're going to be dropping this on Monday morning. Tony and I are recording this Sunday night. Uh, whatever, what's the date today? Tony, 25th, something, 26th? 26, 26. Yes. Um, Want to give folks a heads up? Uh, Nebraska girls state tournament, which is going to double Tony, is my sporting event that I'm looking forward to this week. Is the Nebraska girls state tournament um, going to be down in Lincoln uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and and probably Saturday as well. It just kind of depends on what my uh, radio announcing uh, schedule is going to be and how that all plays out. But going to be down in Lincoln, and we're going to be recording some roundtable uh, uh, round podcasts uh, down in Lincoln on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So if you want to swing by while we're taping these, we're going to tape them around 4.30 each day on Wednesday and Friday, we're going to be taping at the Mellow Mushroom, which is right across the street from Pinnacle Bank Arena. And if you want to come over and hang out uh, and watch us tape the podcast, uh, that'd be that'd be great. Uh, Thursday, we're still looking for a place, or I've got a call into about three or four different places, and these are legitimate calls. Like I've, I'm, I'm actually calling places. This is not looking for Buckner Garcia uh, or uh, Nana or anybody like that. But uh, we will be somewhere uh, in the Haymarket area. I'm guessing on. Thursday afternoon at 4 30 uh, recording a podcast somewhere so if you want to come over if you want to check it out uh, if you want to hang out with some really good coaches we've got a great lineup we've got as of right now we've got three different coaches uh, for each one of the podcasts so you're going to hear from nine different coaches over the three days that I'm in Lincoln and it should be a really really good deal so uh, Tony you know if you, if you get bored if, if you got a little downtime after the Kennedy Cougars get done just drive over you know the four or five hours and you know, jump on one of those, Tony.
1: I'll, I'll think about it.
0: <laughs> and you've thought about it, and
1: yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Okay,
0: all right. I, I, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. So,
1: but I'm I'm still trying to see if I can work out the the uh, coaching clinic. Ah, uh,
0: you got to come over for that. You have to come over for that. Uh, my wife gave me permission to, for us to have a sleepover. You know, so uh, huh. you know, yeah, you need to come on over, buddy. So.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I'll see if I can pull her off. I can get this grad class thing a little bit under control. I may have to sneak that way.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Well
1: hopefully my full officer
0: lets me out of Iowa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got your got your ankle bracelet on and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Um I got some tips on how to give around that. Just just you know, we gotta wait for off air for that. So Okay. <laughs> uh uh Episode twenty eight. Uh, starting your off season, uh, Tony. Your varsity season is still going. Unfortunately, my season has been over for about a week and a half now. Uh, so uh, let's get into it. Some some big uh, points that we need to 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 do. Some of the things that you need to think about. And I and I think it's really important that you dive in. And, and it's always my advice to take care of your immediate offseason uh, goals, not goals. Your your off season duties, your your off season check marks. Get that taken care of as soon as possible. Because if you procrastinate with it, it's 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 going to be harder for you to take care of those jobs as as well as they should be taken care of. And, and it's important that you take care of all of those jobs uh, well because uh, these are these are little things that you can do that you can. Keep yourself out of trouble with your activities director or your principal, whomever, or your parents. If you do these things the right way, uh, it's it's a good way. It's an easy way for you to win uh, a lot of favor with the folks around you. Uh, that's that's my first thought on it, Tony. How about you?
1: Yeah, and the other thing too. I mean, if you if you do these things right away while it's fresh, it means a lot more. Because I mean, if you're going to try to give. One of the things I do in my role with being the sophomore coach is I try to give my guys feedback on what I think they need to work on as they progress through the summer and get ready for next season. And so if all of a sudden, you know, you put that off for four or six weeks and now you come back to it, number one, I, I really wonder if you're going to come back to it. But number two, you know, you want to make sure you go over those things in terms of what you think they need to work on while it's still fresh in your memory.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... So take us through your off-season, Tony. What's the first thing that you're doing once your season is over?
1: Yeah, one of the very first things that I do is I'll sit down, and we have like a Google Classroom and stuff that has all of our things in there uh, with different things. And so I'll go in and I'll I'll send them one of the very first things, hey, really enjoyed coaching you, congratulations on a great season. You know, just looking in terms of your preparation – for you getting into the spring and the summer and into the fall before next season begins i would really hammer home these three things i mean you could you could come up with a litany of things mm-hmm. um but i really try to keep it at three so it's something that they can remember and to be honest with you, with a lot of the guys, it's really about getting shots up. That's that's one that's probably a constant for almost every single guy, is you really need to get some shots up, you know, in terms of whether it's catch and shoot, whether it's off the bounce, whether, you know, whatever it's combination moves, whatever the case may be, but you got to get some shots up. And the other thing with where my guys are still kind of developing is we really talk about the importance of being in performance PE. Um, you know, we have that put into our our schedule at school and we it's kind of an expectation it's definitely not a requirement it's kind of an expectation Mm -hmm. every single one of our guys is in it in fact um, about halfway through the year i'll get an email from our strength and conditioning coach you know that'll highlight what the guys have done and so i went through and looked through that and then guys that made gains even if it was just one gain in one area i send them a congratulations during the middle of the year and just you know hopefully they're still in a second semester and working hard and then the other thing is our strength and team guy comes in the summer as well it's mm-hmm. usually in the morning i think they offer a couple different times but it's usually in the morning and just talk about the importance of our kids to stay involved with that you know because gains in strength are going to benefit them in a lot of different things not just basketball it's going to benefit them in all their sports and so we really kind of highlight the importance of that with them as well and then you know if it's a guard it talk about doing, you know, 10, 15 minutes of ball handling. If it's a kid that maybe needs to improve their quickness, we talk about, you know, 10, 15 minutes of jump rope. But just give them several things that they, they can work on. But that's, that's step number one right out of the gate with
0: them. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, I agree with you on all of that, but in my track of things, uh, we have those conversations but what I usually do is I usually wait until after our banquet is over uh, because sometimes you have to have some, some awkward – I don't want to say awkward. You have to have some uh, difficult conversations with some kids about where they are standing in the program as opposed to where they think they are standing in your program. And so we, we – again, uh, lesson learned by making mistakes – uh, we usually put those conversations off until after our banquet, and and for me, uh, it's 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 a bit of a uh, symbolic uh, thing. Like, okay, let's put this season to bed. Uh, let's finish writing this story before we start talking. Before we start writing the next story, is is one of the ways that that I look at it. And uh, so we have our banquet on. March 14th uh, we will do very little uh, discussions about the season until after that and and then we'll start diving into that off-season stuff there and having those meetings and 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 we're we're pretty blunt we're pretty forward with with our discussions with our kids hey this is where we see you at it doesn't mean that you can't change this but uh, here's what you need to uh, here's the stuff that you do really really well here's the one skill uh, if you're going to move up the ladder, here's the one skill you really need to work on in the off season, and so that's kind of the way that we look at that, Tony. So uh, yeah,
1: and I definitely agree with that. It's just we had our banquet like our season. We played our last game on Tuesday. It was supposed to be Thursday, but with weather and Iowa, who knows? Yeah, we had our banquet that Sunday. Yeah, and so. Uh, we I just tried to make sure with the banquet and that and then with being the sophomore coach, you know mine is more hey, I'm passing the baton so to speak mm-hmm. off to the varsity coach and I know John well enough this is what he's gonna need you to do if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna be you know able to get some minutes next year and it might be a situation where for a number of my guys they might go on and play a little bit more JV next year rather than hop into that varsity rotation.
0: you bet you bet? Um, so so we're so you did it after your banquet as well. So yeah, we're we're kind of we're we're locked in lockstep on that one there, buddy. So um, I think one of the things that I try to do, and for me, like the thing I hate most about teaching is uh, grading papers. Like that's the one thing that I just I I, I hate doing. That. I hate grading papers, mm-hmm. and and the thing that I despise doing as a basketball coach or as a coach is inventory. And so for me, you know, you you try to give it a bit of a morning period. You don't, you know, we lost on Tuesday. I didn't send out the email on Wednesday morning at eight o'clock. Hey, we're turning our inventory in here, you know, type of a thing. You give it a couple of days to breathe, but by like Thursday or Friday, um it's hey, bring all your stuff in on next Wednesday right after school we got this and this and this i you know here's what you should have with you please bring it in in this fashion so forth and so on and then for me, it's all taken care of. It's all done and over with. All the uniforms are put away, all the practice jerseys, all the the travel suits, all of that type of stuff, and you're not chasing kids around your building for the next two or three months trying to get that one practice jersey back in or anything like that because you know just as well as I do, Tony, the the longer you get away from the season, the easier it is for, for kids to accidentally, on purpose... To forget to turn something in, or maybe they've actually lost it along the way, and, and it just bec- it just becomes a lot. So for me, one of my early things is getting our inventory turned in, and then what we do on our inventory turn-in day is we vote on our team awards that day, and, and, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, about some of the stuff that we do with that, but that's big on my list to get done early on after your season is over within eight nine days after your season's over get that stuff turned in so that you can move on and start planning the other stuff that you need to do in the springtime
1: now with your your uh, practice jerseys you don't have them by their own you have like specific ones that you hand out during the season to them yeah
0: yeah we we uh, we have a set of I don't know we have like 26 27 of them this year we had 22 girls out um, and so they're they're you know we take them back in to give them back to them in the summer and then when the summer's over we take them back to give them back to them when the season starts type of a thing so it's a little bit of a of a shuffle in and out uh but we don't have our kids buy their practice jerseys when i was at when i was at scott we had them buy their practice jerseys
1: okay we have them buy them okay um that way when they buy them you know you kind of encourage them as a freshman hey you're probably going to grow a little bit so i would encourage you to get maybe a bigger size or so so that it last you for four years and the other thing that you might want to kind of weigh in there as well is you might want to get multiple if you're not going to do laundry quite a bit but yeah we, we have them buy them so we don't have to collect them at the end which is kind of nice
0: gotcha gotcha uh yeah and 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 there's there's pluses and minuses to it um you know i i i liked that we would just buy it or they would buy it, and we would just give it to them. But uh, that's the way my school does it, and that's that's how we're going to do it. So, yep. uh, so that's so we do inventory very quickly. And right now, uh, I think we just have a couple of practice jerseys left out there, and so I got to track those down. But it's it's all pretty well done. And for me, again, that's just me. Uh, I want to get that done, taken care of, and make sure I've got a good head count of everything that we have in our program taken care of. So. Uh, what else you got Tony? You
1: know, it was the same boat we're in, you know, uh, I have them turning their uniforms at the banquet. So, you know, if we had played Thursday, they would have had, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to get that you know, home uniform washed. Hopefully, their away one already was. And then they drop that off Sunday at the banquet. And, mm-hmm. you know, usually have a couple, two or three that maybe don't, that slips their mind or whatever, but they usually get it in with a day or two or so. But yeah, I try to get that one taken care of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a conversation with them about just taking some time off. Yep. You know, uh, one of those things where, you know, they, one of the best players of all time, Michael Jordan, would take you know weeks off at the end of the season, and I think it's one of those things where if kids don't, I think that's a big part of why you're seeing some of the surgeries and, and big time injuries that are happening because they're they're going 12 months out of the year, yeah. and sometimes the body just needs a little bit of rest. And you know, I get right now, you know, hey, Kennedy's still playing as far as, you know as far as the boys and stuff are going, uh, they're still playing, and so you don't want to put the caput on that, but at the same time when they're ready to move on to track or another spring sport or whatever the case may be you know just get away from it for a while uh, mm-hmm. let it get to where it's fresh and it's fun again and then you know start to come in a little bit later on in the spring and get ready for some stuff uh you know john's had them play a little bit uh in a spring league on occasion uh but our guys really are pretty intrinsically motivated and they get in the gym on their own and uh, get some good workouts that way And uh and then you know uh so we have a team iowa one of the aau teams around here will do some fall and spring leagues as well mm-hmm. and so uh they still have the opportunity to get a ball in their hand whether it's at kennedy the y the rec or whatever uh but we just Really talk to him a little bit about, hey, get, get away from it from a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, get let the body heal up, and then when you when you feel like it, you'll know. Yep. When you feel like it, get back in there and get going again.
0: Coaches, do you want to look good? Pfft, stupid question. Of course you want to look good. We all want to look good. You know what's the best way to look good? Buying yourself some a pen and a napkin merchandise. We've got some really, really good-looking stuff here. We've got T-shirts and sweatshirts, and you are not going to regret picking that up. T-shirts are $22 a piece. Sweatshirts are $30 a piece. If I need to mail it to you, it's just $5 shipping and handling to get this good-looking stuff out to you. Coaches, I appreciate all that you've done for me over the last three years or so with a pen and a napkin. I hope I've been able to help you out. Might as well come out and help out the Twitter handle and the podcast by ordering some a pen and a napkin merchandise. And like I said, you get to look good. If you're interested in ordering, you can DM me on Twitter at a pen and a napkin send me a direct message. Or you can email me a pen and a napkin at gmail.com and I'll get you those ordering details so that you can order some a pen and a napkin merchandise. Yeah, you know, you're in a, a 4A school. You're in the largest class in, in Iowa, and I'm in, a obviously, a much smaller school. Uh, I am going to venture to guess that most of my girls are going to be out for track, um, or uh, they're, if not at the same time, they're going to be playing some some select softball. Uh, the, 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 the spring and early summer is kind of the select softball time period here in our area. So... Uh, I I kind of turned. over. We, we won't do a whole lot basketball wise until the summer hits. Uh, to be honest with you, that that I will be organizing now. Uh, another thing that was on my list of things to do was to talk to our kids about AAU and what programs uh, that will fit them the best potentially. Um, we have you know, and it's it showed for us that. We last year out of our 22 24 kids ish, no, maybe not that many 18 18 last summer. Uh, 10 of them were playing AAU, uh, which is the most that our program has ever had by far. And I would guess we will have somewhere around that number again, uh, this spring and summer. So, talking to them about who you know Dean you, are you good are you feeling comfortable with going back to team X are you looking to maybe you know wh- where are you at and you know I had uh, multiple conversations last year with with parents about is this program good for us and and I'm really honest with them I, I will I you know I had a kid last year mom and dad said she's thinking about going to she was trying to figure out between one out of three different programs or something like that it was at least three and I said hey I I think this one fits your daughter really well. I think this one fits your daughter really, really well. This program does not fit your daughter. I, I would not go here. And, and it's nothing against that program. It's just it wasn't a good fit for that player. And I think that's something that you have to, to do as, as a coach. You have to look out for your kids the uh, first and foremost and what's good for them and how they're going to develop. And yeah, you could say that they're playing for a club or AAU team X, Y, and Z but if it's a poor fit for them it's going to turn into a negative experience rather than a positive experience and you want to make sure that those kids have a good experience so that they're getting better in the off season. So, one of the things I'll kind of do this week, because a lot of our AAUs will have tryouts. Our state tournament, like I said, is is this week, Wednesday through Saturday. And, you know, they'll have tryouts on Sunday. And, yep. and so, okay, what are you thinking about trying out? What do you think about doing? Most of our kids play in the same program because it fits our school. It fits our dynamic. Um, most of our kids are three-sport high school athletes. And it's, it's an AAU program where they're getting a lot of good work in, but it's not something that's going to take over everything that they do because they do have other sports that they're involved in and other activities that they're involved in. So, but that's going to be on my radar, Tony.
1: Yeah. We we're in a similar situation, you know, whether it's Martin brothers or team Iowa or, or kingdom or whatever, there's, there's a handful plus of different AAU programs in our, in our state. And, uh, you know, John has similar conversations with our guys, you know, what ones fit them, um, you no, know, in our situation there's there's a, a number of our guys that want to go on and play collegiately mm-hmm. and so you've got to get them matched up with the right program that gets them to the open events and different things like that so that they can be seen by college coaches and so he'll have some really good conversations and he's got some good connections uh, with a variety of programs that will fit because you don't want them to go and, and get in a situation where A they're not being seen B they're not playing a whole lot and they're just not having a good experience and so that'll be conversations that will be had and we'll end up with probably i don't know 10 15 i don't know if it'll be as many as 20 but we'll have you know a number of our guys out there playing this summer but the other thing that we we have a really good uh, relationship with is in iowa i believe we're the only state that has summer baseball yep. and we have some some very good baseball players that also play basketball for us as well All right. so you know again with being a state that has summer baseball you know John has a program where he wants to work with those guys because there's several of them that play in our program, both, both, varsity wise and in our younger program as well. And so he wants to work with them. And so John will do some shootouts on the weekend with the varsity guys. And then uh, our fresh soft, we do some shootouts with them, but we don't go to as many as what they do where we primarily get our games in is we have a Tuesday night fresh soft league at Kennedy. And so Mm -hmm. that seems to work well um, because with the baseball guys, sometimes they make it, sometimes they don't. And one of the things you want to make sure is that you've got good communication with them and they know that they're not being punished for that, that you know that they'll be there when they can be. And when they can't, they're at baseball.
0: Yeah. No, I don't I don't think you can, uh, especially in your situation, if, if they're missing your summer basketball in your situation, if they're missing your summer basketball because they're playing baseball for Kennedy, there's there's no way in the world you can be upset with that. You know, just like the baseball coach. Shouldn't be upset with something that you're doing uh, if if you're playing a game. Uh, in in January, he shouldn't be doing baseball stuff or expecting a kid to miss uh, a Kennedy basketball game for a Kennedy baseball thing in January. So uh, that makes absolute sense there, buddy. So um, the one of the last things I'm going to hit on here, Tony, uh, is you need to plan a really good banquet. I, I think as I've gotten older, I, I think the banquet. Is something that that means more and more, and in, in the biggest realm of things, the older I get, uh, kind of looking at it from from the thirty thousand foot view, uh, you want to send your your seniors out the right way, and I know one of the things that I wish I I did a better job at in the past, and one of the things I'm really focused on doing my last. X amount of years that I'm going to do this job, however long the good Lord allows me to do it, uh, is I want to really show my seniors, especially how much I, I appreciate all my players, but I really want to show my seniors how much I appreciate them. And and that's been on my mind for the last month or two, is uh, just, just making sure that that final Basketball banquet is, is something that they're going to remember. It's going to be a positive memory. It's their last official high school basketball activity that they're going to be a part of. And so we want to make sure that it is done and done really, really well for our for our kids. So we're going to put some money into it. Uh, now, we're, we're, we're not, you know, again, Europe is not going to be playing. Uh, we, we wouldn't dare bring them through twice in, in three weeks, Tony. Um, you know, but... You know we're we're gonna we're, we want to do things the right way. We want to do things the right way for that for that banquet. I, I think it's important that you give your seniors some some heartfelt senior gifts uh, that they're going to appreciate and that they're going to hold on to. I, I think that's a, 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 something that is within your control. And yeah, you might be in a situation where you've had a senior that maybe didn't play very much, but if you show your appreciation to that senior, to their parents about all the good things that they brought to the program. And it was not their contributions were much more than playing time. It was about being a great leader, about being a great teammate, so forth and so on down the line. I, I think that's a, a great opportunity to to leave as good of taste in their mouth as you possibly can. And and you regardless of how your season went, you want to make sure that uh, as you close, and I always compare a season to a book. You're you're writing a book, and, and this is the the final thing that's going to be said about this uh, particular book. And and you want you want the story to end as well as it possibly can. So that that's a big thing for me, Tony. That that I've been working pretty hard at here the last week or two is to make sure that our banquet is as good as it possibly can be.
1: Yeah, and you don't, you know, you want to make sure with that last chapter of your book, you don't rush through and you know end it awkwardly. You Mm -hmm. wanna make sure that it's written and and has a nice ending to it. You know, and I'll speak a little bit to our situation in relationship to kind of what we've been talking about. Like we had our banquet on Sunday. We were supposed to have senior night on that Thursday, but because of the fact that weather didn't cooperate, we didn't have our senior night on that Thursday. And to John and our AD Aaron Stecker's credit, we did senior night after the tournament came on Friday, mm-hmm. and it was really kind of neat. The crowd stuck around. Uh, mm-hmm. We did it right there in the gym, yeah. and they had the table set up with their storyboards and different things like that. You know, But, yeah, you want to make sure. You know, our, our seniors have, have really been culture changers. Uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, I think it was stated that, um, you know, Between the six of them and and the juniors that made up varsity, I think their cumulative GPA was 3.6. They just really did things really, really well. And you want to make sure that you take the time. One of them broke the all time assist record. The other one, uh, another one broke the number of threes made in the season. And that was recognized right after they put that on. our local ABC affiliate here in Cedar Rapids. And so it was just a really nice night. And, you know, I kind of wondered how things would go with, you know, the banquet and then not having a senior night, but then doing the senior night Friday after the home game. And I don't know if you can always do that because obviously you can't always count on hosting a tournament game, you know, depending upon your record stuff like that. But it was really kind of a neat night. And I think it, it, Added to the night and uh, just really, really fun, and so hopefully that was was good. And then one other thing I wanted to to kind of add a little bit as we kind of wrap this one up, as far as you know, your postseason stuff you know, and I think you you kind of alluded to this earlier is putting your summer schedule together. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you do that on a Google calendar, whether you do that on a hard copy or whatever the case may be, uh, but build some flexibility in there, you know, visit with your, your AAU kids. You know, we talked earlier about when you get into the spring, there's some live events that those guys are going to be going to and probably missing some school and stuff like that. And then as you get into the summer, June's kind of that shutdown month, and we really try to make sure that that's our month. Like, hey, um, not that you can't go to AU practices. We're definitely not saying that. But when we do our stuff, our shootouts, our practices, you know, our workouts and, and different things along those lines, our camps, we expect to see you around a little bit. And then mm-hmm. when July opens back up and it becomes an open month again, you know, we, we will be very, very flexible with you. John uh, ends up coaching an AU team that his son's on. And so, uh, you know, he knows that schedule really well as far as the open periods. And so, uh, you know, we have, we have some flexibility built in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will, uh, we'll, dive in here in the next week or two, uh, in, or in the next few weeks at some point, Tony, we'll talk about summer scheduling, what, what we do, what you do, how you should, you know, all those good things. We'll, we'll, dive in there on that. Is that, does that sound good for a future? That sounds like Tony? a good plan. All right. Coaches are absolutely loving our taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, Strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96 page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Tony, it is time. It is time once again for a little A Pen and a Napkin coaching staff trivia. Are you ready to go this week, sir?
1: We'll see. We'll see. You know, I, I can't pull the pistons and the nuggets out of the hat every week.
0: All right. Well, I will tell you this, though. Of course, Europe headlining the third annual A Pen and a Napkin Coaches Clinic, Saturday, April the 1st, in Fort Calhoun, Nebraska. Tony, I'm, I'm sorry to say that Nana. Did not have enough left of balloons to make her way over back to the United States here. And, and so Nana will not be opening for Europe. But, Tony, there's always a plan. There's always a plan, Tony. You want to know who I was talking to this week? I definitely want to know who you're talking to. Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Because it takes two down, to make a thing go can. right. And it takes two to make it out of sight, Tony
1: most definitely most definitely. if you get them to open for Europe I don't know of a better better act that for coaches to be able to to get that and and some of the great X nose stuff that you'll have at the clinic
0: yes yes well hey you know well the, the, the show will be the show will be afterwards you know but uh, uh, yeah we'll have that ready to roll so uh, our our tongues are firmly pressed in our cheeks folks uh, so all right trivia this week Tony are you ready sir Let's do it. Indiana University women's basketball team uh, won their first Big Ten championship in 40 years this past week. They clinched it. Now today, uh, one of the best women's basketball games I've seen in a while. Did you watch the Iowa women's game today, Tony?
1: I did. Only 15 turnovers between the two teams. I mean, it was it was high-level basketball.
0: Yes. my to say uh, the least. One of my best friends in the world, Ryan Meyer... Uh, him and his wife and their beautiful daughter Madison. Uh, they were down. They they chose this weekend to go down to Iowa City to catch a to catch two Hawkeye games, and so they were at the Michigan State men's game yesterday oh, wow. with, the, with the crazy comeback, and then they were at the game today where Caitlin Clark hit the three uh, to to get the win. So uh, just incredible, incredible basketball. But Indiana, uh, getting back to the trivia question, Indiana first time in forty years that they had won. Uh, the Big Ten Championship in women's basketball. The trivia question for you this week, Mr. Viss, which Big Ten school has the most Big Ten championships in women's basketball? Hmm.
1: I'm going to start with Ohio State.
0: It is not the Ohio State University. Hmm.
1: I, thought, I felt good
0: about that one. It, it was solid guess. Solid guess. I felt, felt very good about that <laughs> one. Um, shoot. Let's go Purdue. Ding, 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 ding. You are correct, sir. Purdue has nine Big Ten championships in women's basketball. That is tops. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Well done. You know, uh, back in the day when their coach played for them, they were really, really good. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they've kind of, I'm going to say fallen on lean years, but they haven't been the juggernaut they once were.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Lynn Dunn took them to uh, Great Heights. Former A Pen and Napkin guest, Lynn Dunn, she was on the podcast about a year ago. Uh, and then Carolyn Peck, they won a national championship, I believe, like in 97-ish, somewhere around that area. Yeah, somewhere County, around that time. Somewhere around that time, so, uh, yeah. Very...
1: Stephanie White, if I remember yes.
0: correctly. yeah, she was she was really good, so. Um, sporting event that you are looking forward to this week, Mr. Viss?
1: Man, I if you keep giving me these these college basketball games that we've been having, you know, you mentioned Iowa men yesterday scoring twenty three points in the last ninety seconds. Uh, I don't know if you saw the finish between Arizona State, Arizona,
0: yep. saw it on the highlights. Uh, Miami,
1: Florida State, yep. the Iowa women today. I mean, I just don't know. Like, if you can, you keep promising me this roller coaster ride. I, I, this is what I'm going to be watching for the next. You know, uh, four to six weeks.
0: Yeah, it, you know, it's uh, on both sides. I think there's a lot of, and when I say both sides, I mean the genders, men and women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's, you know, South Carolina. I think is the dominant women's team, uh, but not so dominant that you're like, oh my gosh, nobody can ever beat them. You know, type of a thing. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I, I I think that there's there's just a lot of really really good. Teams and, and I really believe uh, that the madness will be just that on in both genders. And the, the women's, you know, 10-15 years ago, Tony, the, the, the women's NCAA tournament was pretty well chalked. You would have a random upset every once in a while, but you were pretty confident that out of the top 16 teams 14 at the least would make it into that sweet 16 area, yeah. you know, and now we're starting to see with the development of better players, better coaching, more even recruitment, the influence of television and, 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 all of these different things. Uh, the, the women's game just gets more and more exciting, uh, in tournament time. It's, it's more apt for upsets and, uh, just the, the, the play has been so good, has been so good. And, and on the men's side, uh, you know Purdue and Houston and Kansas have kind of traded off that number one spot. Who I, I know I'm missing two or three teams that have been up there as well, and, and they're all good teams. But there's there's no great team, and I really think that you know on the men's side, uh, that first weekend in March has a has a chance to just be absolutely bananas. Good luck with your brackets this year, folks.
1: Yes, I would say you know in the past if you. Had a perfect bracket or whatever the case may be. You know, they would give you some some money and different things like that. I just don't know right now of anybody that's going to be able to get them. You know, all right. I mean, it, it's it's nuts where it is. They seem like you know when you get rated number one, it's like the kiss of death that you're about to get beat on the men's side. Yeah. And, you know, and like you mentioned with with the women, you know, you could you could narrow it down is going to be either these two or three teams that was going to win the national title, Mm -hmm. you know, and in South Carolina is still the prohibitive favorite. But if somebody offered me the field or South Carolina right now, I'm about as close as I've been to saying I I might take the field, Mm -hmm. you know, because South Carolina barely beat Mississippi the other night. Mm -hmm. They only beat Georgia by 10 today. Um, You know, and you've, you've got some women's teams out there, you know, UConn gave them all that they wanted when they played in stores. And again, I get it's, it's going to be in a neutral floor when they play the next time, but UConn, you know, may have Aussie foot. And so, uh, who, who knows what will happen there? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, my sporting event for the week, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Nebraska state tournament. Uh, and and again, folks, uh, if you want to come and check out, uh, uh, podcast as we're taping it uh, we're going to be at the mellow mushroom wednesday and friday at 4:30 both days uh thursday site to i got a call into two or three different places in the haymarket area but we're going to be recording somewhere that day so uh come check out uh check check out a pen and napkin and uh you know just really looking forward to that uh our son carter is is coming down from south dakota to spend a couple of days with dad it's kind of our tradition of course our son michael we've got we've got senior night senior night on tuesday tuesday night boy that's what about
1: doing a podcast from michael's dorm room
0: Uh, (laughs) well he's he's in an apartment he's got an apartment
1: Um, uh he's even better yeah
0: um we'll see how about that? <laughs> How about that? So, uh, Tony, anything else on on starting your off season here tonight? Kind of cleaning up the end of your season and, and, and looking ahead here. Anything to Anything to add?
1: Well, I, I think you, you really touched on the fact that you know you want to you want to kind of get things done right, get your equipment in, um, you know, do a nice job with your banquet, give your players some good honest feedback, you know, kind of get those initial steps in, and then be on the move, getting ready to put that summer schedule together. Those are probably the four big pieces right now as you get ready, you know, to, to get the, the you know, put the 22-23 season to bed and get ready to plan and and, and get those those uh, initials started on the 23-24 season.
0: Yep, I agree, buddy. Sounds great. Uh, episode number 28, the Cristiano Ronaldo episode uh, started your off season. Uh, it's been great talking to Tony again this week. We forgot to get Chad Angel on again. Sorry, Chad. Oh, next time next time we'll get you there, Chad. So coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day.